Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial, and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global eco.co.uk. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Call now and voice your opinion. 0808 1717 700. Let's go! Good evening and welcome to the show. So the Celtic boss Brendan Rodgers predicting a January clear-out of some of the players on the fringe. The squad of 32 may be going down to around 25. Over at Rangers, Philippe Clement, he's been commenting on the need for changes for player robustness. He won't elaborate at the moment, but there's immediate uh, injury news. Raskin misses tomorrow, and there's some more as well. Who better to discuss on this than John Hartson, the Celtic legend? Evening, John. Evening, Paul. A trim for Brendan Rodgers. Come to you in a second or two. We're not at the hairdressers. Happy Halloween to you, John, yeah. and also to Craig Moore. Thanks the very Australian much, Paul. Rangers Thanks, legend. Paul. Yeah, great to be on. I'm scared yeah. looking at John just now. <laughs> <laughs> the three of us are always pretty scary looking. So uh, thanks for joining us this uh, Halloween. Um, we're going to hear from Philip Clement today. He said this is not a medical conference. I thought it's about the upcoming games. So lot to talk about and many other things as well. John, first of all, though, the headline about the Brendan Rodgers set to trim the squad. Undoubtedly, there's a lot of people there who rarely, if ever, play. I wonder who is going to go in January. Well, it's, it's two things for me. It's the ones who are on the fringes and maybe when they do get their opportunities that you can see that they're not quite at the level. And there's other ones there, um, you know, like McCarthy, um, maybe Segrist, the Celtic want three goalkeepers. They've already got Hart and Bain. And there's, there's one or two that are in and out and he ha- he's probably been told he wants to, he wants he has to cut the the squad to bring others in. Now his words were there'll be more going that, than what will come in. Uh, it's a big statement. He wants to he wants to cut his squad to 25. It's currently at 32. So you know there might be one or two sort of players that the Celtic fans maybe think well he's still got half a chance. But Brendan's like well no if you're not a regular or if you're not. Um, if you're not putting the first team players under pressure, then then it's time to go. Because obviously they'll need some new players as well. We'll talk about that, John. Another striker along with Kyogo yeah. or Izzo going to be the solution. Craig, over at Rangers, a lot of chat about the injuries. Yeah. The injury list has been too long and this is something the manager is focusing on. Yeah, too long uh, and for too long, in my yeah. opinion. You know, you look at, I think even under Giovanni um, and it followed up with, with Michael Beale, I think the way that Rangers have played under those previous two managers has been very patient. Uh, there, there has been noise previously coming out that even the players were wanting to do more in training. Uh, and I think physically, um, you know, they, they, they can be much, much better. And Philip Clement has come out quite strong on that today. Um and it is very important that players are robust in terms of making sure that they're able to, to hit the demands week in, week out. Actually, every three days because your your games are that frequent. Mm. So a lot of work to be done there because you need a you need a fit squad. You need everybody at the table when you when you want to go and try and win trophies. 
Tonight, Hibs play Ross County and then tomorrow, everyone else in action. Celtic up against St Mirren, Dundee against Rangers, Hearts Livy, Motherwell against Aberdeen and St Johnson Kilmarnock. John, we haven't seen you since, well, we heard you on the telly on Wednesday night. You joined us before that. What a game Celtic gave everyone and the first half against Atletico is one that you will remember for a long time. Oh, brilliant. I think Celtic, um, obviously they went ahead twice, pegged back twice. Uh, they went toe to toe with a with with a fantastic side, <laughs> yeah. and um, you know it was just in the end. I thought Atletico Madrid just had that had that talent in their team. Morata scores a brilliant goal. Um, they hit Celtic on the break. I thought Griezmann was was incredible on the night. This, the pockets and the space he puts himself into, and and the quality that he's got. Um, so was, you know Celtic got off are, are, are off the mark. They got their first point. Um, they needed a similar performance to what they give against um, against Lazio, and they yeah. certainly did that. You know, they they stepped up, and they, as I said, they played very, very well. They didn't show any fear on the night, and now, obviously, next Tuesday, um, they go to uh, Atletico Madrid, and that's another tough game. But if, if they are going to, you know, get get um, third spot, if they are going to drop into the Europa League, it's places like. Atletico Madrid, which is difficult, yeah. but they got Atletico Madrid, then Lazio both away, and then obviously, um, of course, they, they, they finish with the last game against Feyenoord. Feyenoord, sorry, they finished with Feyenoord. Park. I was yeah. in Feyenoord a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Can't remember the yeah, name. Of course, Craig, I was just looking at you there and thinking for Rangers since we last saw you as well, uh, a win at the weekend. It was a late, late show, but it's yeah. I guess the points that count on a day. You know, twenty four hours after Celtic dropped a couple of points well, at Easter Road. Yeah, sorry. I mean, look, it was it was much needed. Um, Rangers in the end, I think, are slightly lucky uh, in in regards to. Uh, didn't have a lot of answers. Didn't play fantastically well in the first half. Um, obviously, the missed penalty uh, just at the end of the first half there. The turning point, I mean, Her- Herring, Herring, Herring mm-hmm. uh, yep. from Hearts, he only comes on in the 78th minute. It is a penalty. Uh, for me, it's very silly of a player um, at that stage of the game uh, to, to be tugging at jerseys. We know with VAR that these things aren't missed and and all of a sudden Rangers get their lifeline. Tavernier shows good mentality to, to score the penalty after previously missing uh, and then the, the lift and then the lift and the nine minutes extra time and fantastic ball for uh, Danilo for the, for the second goal and Rangers got away with one um, in my opinion I think it's a it shows a mental toughness though Paul mm. in yep. terms of this is a game that Rangers under um, the, the last few weeks um, they, they, they wouldn't have won so there was a mental toughness there not necessarily a, a wonderful performance Rangers fans what do you think 08 08 17 17 700 Celtic fans who do you think should be going uh, in January to make some way but it's too big it's a bloated squad at the moment and in fairness Brendan Rodgers has given players some time he wanted to assess them I mean look at Liam Scales I mean he didn't he said himself he didn't know much about him John he hadn't any opportunity to see him in the past but my goodness he has turned his life around well he has you know to think that he was going to go back to Aberdeen and then there was a big um you know, there was a big injury crisis, wasn't there? Defensively, certainly sent the backs. Liam Scales came in against Rangers, performed very, very well, kept a clean sheet. But not only that, he, he really headed everything out of the box. He stood up, he was strong. Um, and he looks a really good player on that left-hand side of uh, of uh, Carter Vickers, you know, Cameron Solid. Carter Vickers. So, you know, I think he's in there to stay for a while. Uh, there's one or two uh, set the backs on their way back. So... 
you know, um, they'll push for a place as well, the likes of Lagerbeck, Bielka and, Rocky. and, and mm. Navrocki. Yep. So, yeah, you, you, we'll, we'll obviously uh, uh, chat later about who we think. You've got the likes of M- Mikey Johnson, maybe Kobe yeah. mm-hmm. Let the fans phone up and say who they think should come and go. Um, but I think what it does is, well, it frees up a bit of funds for, for Brendan too. Although I think Celtic are a bit they're a wealthy club at the minute um, but certainly if there's going to be players coming in Celtic won't want to carry too many players he wants to trim the squad as well I think I think the problem there or, or what Brendan's trying to address is mm. is when you carry too much right? all of a sudden now the, the, the planning of training sessions becomes a lot harder people aren't necessarily involved and if they're not necessarily involved they can be a little bit noisy and it can cause issues yeah. so I think he knows that he needs a tight group. He needs what he actually needs, and then that way it's it's a lot easier to control. So it makes a lot of sense. Here's what the manager said: Start with Brendan Rodgers after the weekend. Uh, the team, I mean, there was a bit of uh, fatigue maybe after the match with Atletico or whatever. They just didn't get going the way they normally do. Maybe, but listen, we've uh, we, we, we've played what with speed and tempo before after European games. So of course it's a big game, but uh, if you're doing it in the last 15, 20 minutes, then you can do it in the first. 25-30 minutes so um, but listen the, the players gave everything we just weren't intense enough especially in the first 60 minutes but I, I'll judge now the team after what 10 games of which we've won 8 and drawn 2 and we've been to every virtually every tough ground in this this division uh, and uh, the uh, the players are as I said they're they're Clayton points they're performing well today we just weren't uh, at their best but um but like I say, it wasn't through uh, anything, on, you know, with no effort or, or commitment in the game. We just needed to be faster with the ball. Nil-nil, John. Maybe no surprise. And of course, ten games, but undefeated so far. Yeah, it's been a good start. Uh, I don't think Salik did enough on Saturday yeah. to uh, to actually win the game. They had 21 shots, Paul, only four on target. And I think when they got in the final third, they just didn't have that fluency, that that cutting edge. Maybe they didn't test David Marshall in goal enough. Um, possibly it could be a bit of a European sort of hangover. Did you have that? Yeah, before? it used to happen yeah. in our day as well. I remember Martin O'Neill saying, "Look, today um, you're going to have to really raise the raise the level of the crowd, and you've got to do it today. You've got to get the crowd, you know, up off on their seats and things like that." So I didn't think it was a really bad performance but you know Selly could have won it obviously James Forrest hits the crossbar late in the game but they weren't at their fluent best and, and sometimes Paul everybody expects Celtic to, to run all over every single team football doesn't work like that you've still got to go and create chances and and obviously Hibs as well Hibs sat in a little bit and they hit yeah. them on set Celtic on the break once or twice so yeah they dropped Celtic dropped um, a couple of points it's now five in the league that that they that they um, they're ahead of Rangers. So listen, you know, game on. James Forrest, do you think he might start tomorrow night? I see one of the headlines today is that Jamesy is still faster than Dyson. Mm. Apparently, he's faster or as fast as Dyson. I might I'd love to see that. They could do it pre-match. Yeah. Maybe give them a race just to did, see. Didier Gart would beat them both. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Quick, yeah. Running backwards. No. But John, I isn't that amazing? Know. I know uh, James Forrest yeah. at thirty-two. So do you I think? Was. Do you think he just needs? Uh, he's come close a few times. He recently. has, and I think yeah. he hasn't let anybody down when he's come on. You know, and James. James has been at the club, he's had his testimonial, he's got over 100 goals, over 100 assists. This boy has been a serious player for Celtic. And when he comes on, 
you know, predominantly he makes a little bit of an impact in the game. Yeah. He plays on that right hand side. He generally beats the full back. He gets crosses in. He gets attempts on goal. And listen, it wouldn't surprise me if he started tomorrow night in, in, instead of Palmer. Do you know, he, James, he's deserved his opportunity. Palmer was quiet at the weekend. And I think, obviously, without the Tati, it might be Turnbull. It might be, you know, it, it, there's two or three players that he could bring in. Um, Bernardo, yeah. Bernardo, that's yep. right, yeah. So there's, I, th- I think he'll need to make changes because the Tati's out. Do you think, John, that, that Forrest will finish his career at Celtic? Uh, yeah, I mean, at 32, yeah. what a wonderful yeah. career he's had. Yeah. I mean, he's he's won so many trophies. He's a wonderful professional. He's another one that, like Callum McGregor, that knows all about the football club. So when new players come in, yeah. um, and with the age that he's at and the level that he's played at, I'm sure that he wouldn't like to work his way down there. No. Yeah. But we, we said that about Scott Brown, didn't we? We said that yeah. about Scott when he achieved everything at Celtic, you know, um, and the fans absolutely adored him. Uh, so... Scott didn't quite end at Celtic. He went up to Aberdeen. I think he was promised a coaching role. Um, and he ended up going and playing for Aberdeen because he had the opportunities, whether whether James Forrest has those opportunities. But, you know, I still think he's got another couple of years in yeah. him, you know. He signed a four-year contract. I yeah. think it was the start of last season. Yeah. Um, so I, I still think he's got a part to play. I really do. Celtic fans, what do you think? Who do you think should go with your best wishes? Uh, 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Got to go to Rangers now. They're in action tomorrow. Celtic up against St Mirren at home. Celtic back at home in league duty after quite a number of away games. Uh, it's St Mirren tomorrow night. Third top of the table. We're going to talk about St Mirren. And Rangers off, off to Dundee. And Dundee surprised everyone, I think, or many people in the opening weeks of the season. Meanwhile, at Rangers, it's injuries. So let's check. Uh, Philippe Clement was asked today, what's the latest on Nicola Raskin? Not good enough to, to be in the squads for tomorrow. So that's a, that's a downfall because he was doing good things and uh, he was taking steps. But um, it's a pity, but we need to find other solutions. So fitness, he meant they're not good enough, you know, not ready for tomorrow. Uh, update on Tom Lawrence. He's closer because he's training now, but he's not yet fit enough to, to be in the squad. We know that Kemar Roof, Craig, you know, there's a, a list, quite a few players. So Kemar Roof is out again, a mm-hmm. uh, number of issues there. So he was asked about this robustness. What did he mean? What's he looking for with player consistency? This is a work that never is short term. That's impossible. Or you need to use uh, things that are not allowed. And we're not planning to do that. And even then, it doesn't help because then it's short term. No, that's a, that's a long term project. Creating physical ability, creating players ready for 90 minutes every three days during months. That's not something you can create by two weeks training. Nobody can do that. Same with robustness, same with uh, building up muscles and making them stronger in general. It's, it's, it's work of, of longer term. But um, everybody in the club knows it's, it's a really important part for the future of, of Rangers. Craig, sports science, yeah. what's going on here? What's he yeah. saying? Well, look, it's a massive part of any football club that you must, that you must get right um, because you spend a lot of money on players. So the most important thing that you need to make sure that you're able to deliver is that those players are fit and able to, 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 be, to be selected week in, week out. I'm surprised. I mean, I don't know. I don't see what happens on a day in, day out in terms of Rangers training, that sort of stuff. But I'm talking 20 years ago when I was finishing my career in Australia. Strength and conditioning, injury prevention was massive. 
John, it was massive. Mm, mm. And 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 it, what it what it enables you to to do is is you know along that sits alongside. Actually, you do it before you get onto the training field mm. to start your your team training. Is individual programs that helps you avoid injury. Um, and I, and I just don't know that a lot of that or to what extent it, it's done over over here. And that was 20 years ago. 20 years ago. 20 years mm. ago. Um, in a, you know, an Australian national team, lots of stuff. It was half an hour uh, with the, the strength and condition coach before we actually got onto the, the, the training ground. Mm. Um, and I just feel as if it's so important. Another telling sign in recent seasons, uh, when you see players seeking treatment elsewhere, then you know that there's a, a an issue in terms of they're not exactly where they need to be. So, look, he, he seems hell-bent on trying to get it fixed because he needs his players fit to give him a chance of trying to be successful. What's the latest on Danilo? No, he's ready to play. He's ready to play. We will see what is important in this game, if it's necessary that he starts or that he comes in. It depends on the opponent also, what profiles you need, uh, physical state of the, of the players. He's not ready for 90 minutes. That's That's logical. Yeah, that's the that's the difficult thing for the moment. It's uh, it's it's quite a puzzle. It's the biggest puzzle that I ever saw, to be honest, with all the injuries and players falling out. Like I I need to say one thing more. So uh, John Sutter will also not be available for the game with a with a muscle problem, not a big one, but not available for the game. So until now, we started with uh, a lot of players who are not available. Some players falling out also last couple of weeks. So it will be very important every game to, to look really good at, uh, at the minutes of every player and, and try to build their, their physical co- condition, their robustness in the next couple of weeks, next couple of months to, to have a, a bigger squad available. John? So there's someone else uh, out, John Souter. We know he's been in and out over, you know, a number of years. What are you thinking there about Philippe Clement? He's obviously he's saying it's a puzzle. Yeah, well, the, the thing is, um, they're having a bad run of injuries. Most clubs have a bad run yeah. of injuries, but what what he's saying is by by being robust, um, is that every player has to be strong, fit ready to go and play, put in tackles, run um, last games, you know, so they're not getting tired towards the end of games. Um, and for me, Craig is talking about how important it is, but like 20 years ago when we were playing, mm-hmm. we didn't have the tools that the players have got now. Our players now have got heart rate monitors, mm-hmm. they've got sports science, they've yeah. got two or three physios, um, they've got lots of coaches whereas 20 years ago if I had a niggle on my ankle mm. Martin Neal would say to me can you play big man for me can you play yeah. and I'd say yeah I'll go and play no problem at all nowadays players I feel almost have to be perfect mm. before they take to the pitch and there's these zones now you can actually give a player a blood test or a urine sample mm. to see if they're stressed while they're sleeping you know, and all this stuff. That's wow. uh, that's all these machines. They can work everything out. And I, mean, I like, never slept. <laughs> yeah. I never slept. And yeah. it, it's almost like you've got to be perfect yeah. nowadays. Mm-hmm. And you, you hit that red zone and you've got to come out to training for a couple yeah. of days. When you're in the green zone, you're okay. They've got so much science wow. now to give the team an advantage sure. over the other team. So the sports scientists, the, the medical people might it's say, a, John, you, you can't play this week no, you because can't play. you're they, not... They bring you out. But they might want to. 20 yeah. years ago, it was like wow. we didn't have those tools. Mm-hmm. 
but but nowadays it's almost like everything is there for you. They can tell they can tell a player almost what to do. Craig, yeah, no, I, I know John's spot on in terms of the way. Look for me in terms of sports science, there's 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 numbers. And there's what you you physically see with with your eye, and uh, for me is, is is probably more so important. So I mean, I can I can watch a training session as as John could, and you, you can look at players and know that they're tired, right? And then you can look at numbers to back things up. I I feel as if at times that too many decisions are made based on the numbers first. And I I think it needs to be the other way around. Uh, I really do, and this is I mean this is something that. Uh, has been going on for a long, long time now. Be man, like, so you, 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 you're not training today because your your loads are too high for this week. Yeah. But how how do you then discover or find durable athletes that that uh, are able to go to the to the line and some? Yeah. Because that's what's re- that's what's required. Mental toughness. Sometimes you've yeah. got to dig into reserves. At the moment, it's like, how do you know what the reserves are if they're never ever pushed beyond? Mm. Yeah. But what we're saying is basically the players now are monitored. Yeah. Each and every player is monitored every time he, he comes off the training ground. They're actually filming now training sessions. Yeah. You know, they can tell how many how many times you've walked, how many times you've jogged, how many Drawings times, and everything. You, yeah. how, how many sprints. Yeah. You know, they, they've got all this technology okay. and science. It's a good thing. It's a good thing for football. Football fans, what do you reckon? Oh eight oh eight seventeen seventeen seven hundred. Craig Moore and John Harson. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. For great customer service and a free home survey, call 0800 Let's go! Let's go! Thanks, Chris, for the traffic and travel. This is Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Craig Moore. Tuesday night, darkness has fallen here in the great city of Glasgow and right across Scotland as we head towards the winter nights. Who's the scariest opponent on this uh, Halloween that you ever played against? Craig, was it John Hartson? <laughs> no. uh, John, John was, a, was a fierce competitor, yeah. no doubt about that. I, I had one, I'd yeah. mentioned one a little bit earlier, but I'm going to yeah. go with one that the listeners should know who it is. Okay. Gary Bolan. Right, Remember ex- Gary Bolan, yes, Dundee Johnson, United. Dundee United and Rangers. And Rangers. Yeah. But Dundee United, he sent me absolutely flying over the red ash at Tannadice. John, honestly, my debut <laughs> sent me flying. Your debut? Yeah. Oh, one eyebrow. Straight across, straight across, and the big man when he when he was on tilt, mm. honestly, see the eyes flipping and all that sort of stuff. What a, what, what a scary character, Gary Ball. Ball. It wasn't the biggest as well, he was, was he? But no. he was built. Oh, yeah. He was stocky as Gary Ball. Yeah, well, for yeah. me, it was. Yeah. Listen, there's been so many. Uh, you know what you'd call yeah. they'd give you a reducer in the first sort of 10 yeah. minutes you look at players like Terry Urlock oh. <laughs> you know people like that for me there was yeah. a big guy called um, Andy Morrison okay. who but, played for Man City and Huddersfield yeah. Scottish guy actually Andy and uh, he he looked like a bouncer yep. you know he, were you at West Ham at the time I was at West okay. Ham and yeah. I, I remember <laughs> we had a bit of a ding dong on yeah. the pitch and he's like in the tunnel in the, in the tunnel in the tunnel I said, all right, then in the tunnel. So we walked off the final whistle went. I oh, wanted to see it in the yeah, tunnel. He's, right. He's got in the tunnel yeah. first and there's a lot of guys in behind him and all that. Nobody knows about this. So Andy yeah. stopped halfway up the tunnel and I'm thinking, where's Razor? Where's Razor? <laughs> you know? yeah. I needed big Razor to, to back me up. In the end, in the end, nothing yeah. happened. It was, it was just like, you know, and then obviously he was taken back down the tunnel. Nothing really happened. Nothing but yeah. he, was, he was tough, him. Scary. Hard as nails. Yeah. 
Who, Andy Morrison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you still have those kind of players in the game? Would you say, given the way that it's almost a non-contact no, sport? Isn't they've it? taken all the yeah. physicality now mm. out of the game. Yeah. They, they really, really have. You've got to get your tackles spot on. Craig would struggle nowadays, but um, oh. you, you, you've, you've got to literally when you go to when you go to ground and you make a tackle, you've got to get the ball. Um, and you can't get any of the man, you know, because yeah. it, it it's so precarious now. Yeah. You, you make a slight, you're a, oh, if yeah. you're a split second late, potentially you're sent yeah. off. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You and, know, and the VAR team seem to be looking for it, desperate to find yeah, something. In, in twenty yeah. years ago, you could something. almost get away with one. You could right. go in really physical and say, "Ref, come on, it's my first one. It's my first yeah. one." Ref, say, "Right, okay, any more? You're going in the book." Yeah. But now, nowadays, Paul, in the game... As soon as you go to ground. As soon as you go to ground, yeah. um, you know, and there's any possibility of endangering an opponent. Yeah. And right, rightfully so, that, um, you know, the, the red card is, is shown. Uh, I never used to go to ground first, John, because I always felt in a tackle where if, if someone else goes to ground first... It enabled you to decide how yeah, yeah, you were gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. how you were I gonna deal really with that situation. Craig was a prompt yeah, defender. Yeah. Um, but you, I, it was more in terms of like sometimes we, the, the the when you're looking at each other in the eye and all that sort of stuff. Okay, then that, that that's a contest and um, that happens a lot as well. But a lot of the time it's down to anticipation as well, mm. trying try to nick him. But nowadays the uh, the tackling that we're talking about many many years and ago sometimes can't, yeah, can't and sometimes happen. as well you'll genuinely go for the ball and you'll just be a, a little bit late, late and it looks a lot worse, worse than yep. what it is. But you know what? Because of the the referee, the heads of the referees, they're given orders. Yeah. Any of them type of tackles, it's a red card. So the refs yeah. can't even make up their own mind sometimes because they're governed by the people above them. Yeah, yeah. I love the line when the player said, "Look, I know I was late. I got there as quickly as I could." Yes, like that, like <laughs> that. You're just not allowed anymore, are you? The, no. the VAR team. Maybe I was unfair there. The VAR team. You feel as though it's goal preven- prevention at times. Mm. Any kind of hint of offside, or and I'm not talking about the weekend. That was Haring did pull. Yeah. It was a the, pull. The yeah. And it was there was a slight block you know, here? There was yeah. a pull. Was first. Yeah. It was silly. It was silly, and he's cost his team. Yeah, and and Stephen Naismith, you can understand. You know, he's 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 in tough waters, deep waters at the moment. It's tough time for Hearts, isn't it? And they needed every single point. Didn't happen at the weekend. What do you think? Oh eight, oh eight, seventeen, seventeen, seven hundred. Look, we're the football program, but uh, in the last hour or so, um, the Celtic board has written. This We're writing to advise that due to repeated incidents of unacceptable conduct involving the Green Brigade, the club has suspended the season tickets of all season ticket holders who have registered with the ticket office as being part of this group. Pending further review and communication with the group and or the supporters in question regarding compliance within with the ground regulations, the rail seating safety code of conduct and club communications moving forward. Therefore, your ticket is not, if you're in the Green Brigade, is not eligible for use tomorrow night for the match with St Mirren and will remain suspended until further notice. Access to away tickets for supporters registered as being part of the group will also remain suspended. So this is a really difficult topic. It's horrendous what's happening in the Middle East and I, I, Guys, I'm just not sure where we can go with it. We're the football programme. We're right behind it. We hope that every life is safe there. Israel and Palestine, a life is a life. But here in the football programme, it's difficult. Um, I think it's, yeah, it's almost impossible. Whatever you say would 
probably be the wrong thing. The club do say, Celtic say, the safety of all supporters at Celtic Park is of paramount importance. And amid these serious safety concerns, this immediate action, whilst regrettable, is considered by the club to be necessary. So the club are saying it's regrettable, but it's necessary. They're saying we have separately emailed the representative of the group with further detail, following on from a number of formal written communications dating back to September and ongoing dialogue since the summer. And finally, they say if you wish to contact the club on this or any other matter related to the rail seating section, that's the Green Brigade section, we would ask that you direct your correspondence in the first instance to the club at an email address. So it's a really difficult one. We're all, we see it everywhere on our screens. We hear about it, what's going on over there. And uh, we respect everyone's view. It's a very, very difficult thing for uh, for everyone, isn't it? So that's the latest, though, on the Green Brigade. They won't be at the game tomorrow night. There, there are some comments on uh, at Go Football Show. And Jack is on here from the West End of Glasgow. And he said, football has a proud tradition of being a form of social and political expression for working class people. This decision from the board is proof that the beautiful game has turned ugly in pursuit of commercial opportunity. The the board do say it's regrettable, Mm. uh, the action that they're taking at the moment. Uh, And his final comment was, Jockstein rightly said, football without the fans is nothing. And of course, we know that we want football fans um, there, there are so many things now that people talk about I think nothing more serious than this at football games it has been the, the an area where people could go and enjoy you get away yeah. that, and traditionally it was working class people men mainly in those days mm-hmm. who'd go to the football three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon they'd work hard all week mm-hmm. and then they would go and get respite from it but um, this is a hugely complicated situation yeah. and we just hope for peace no, that, I think that's that's the main thing, Paul. Look, Celtic have obviously made this, this decision because they have they have their reasons. But you know, sometimes football um, is used as a platform, uh, you know, for for certain things. But I think what we 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 all agree on is that obviously uh, the, the the terrible things that are happening, yeah. nobody wants to, to to see that. And hopefully, they can work through the situation as quick as they possibly can. Yeah, and Jack, what I would say, looking at it again, the board do say the safety of all supporters at Celtic Park is of paramount importance amid these serious safety concerns. The immediate action whilst regrettable, is considered by the club to be necessary. So, right, we'll leave it on that one just now because the football phone-in and, you know, we could we could say, you know, that's trivial, football's trivial compared to some of the things going on. You know, look at Diaz's dad being... Kidnapped. Uh, kidnapped. I mean, it's ridiculous some of the things that's going on. And, you know, in, in the Middle East, it's um, mm. it's beyond our comprehension, really. Right, football-wise, not sure where we go here, but we've got games tonight yes Hibs up against Ross County and Scotland's women as well against the Netherlands and my goodness it was a four goal defeat at the weekend but maybe some of the players coming back Aaron Cuthbert might be back uh, tonight for Scotland let's hope we get a good crowd there at Hamden for the big game and then tomorrow there'll be uh, well 55,000 or so at Celtic up against St Mirren. John Hartson giving his views on Celtic. A bit more from Brendan Rodgers. We're going to hear from Paolo Bernard. What a chance for him. I mean, Hatate being out, John, a few people are on saying, how big is that? Are you worried now about Celtic without Hatate? Or is there enough in the tank with Bernardo, with Turnbull? Well, there's not really... a Hitati. there's one no. Rio yeah. Hitati that can do what he actually does you know he plays on the half turn he makes those bursting runs through the middle he, he can get a goal he can pass he, 
he can play you know he's always available to, to give him the ball and you know he's, he's been outstanding since he's since he's arrived so but Bernardo now he gets his opportunity you know um He's done okay since, since he's come into the side. He, he's not looked spectacular, but you know he hasn't had an awful lot, a lot of time on the pitch, really. A couple of games and one or two substitution sort of opportunities. But listen, it's an opportunity for somebody to come in, whether it's Bernardo, whether it's whether it's James Forrest, whether it's Turnbull. Um, so Brendan, you know, I think he'll change one or two things tomorrow. I don't, I don't just think that he'll replace. Um, Rio or Tati with one player I think there'll be other changes as well in that team tomorrow night Do you want to hear Paolo Bernardo first yeah. time I've heard him speak what about playing here in Scotland It was really good uh, first start for me here in this big club the game was not so good but we have a game on Wednesday and I think we will get better uh, it's a little bit, bit different than Portugal but uh, I'm really liking to be here and Celtic, Celtic are really support me, so I'm really comfortable here. What about the difference coming to Scottish football, coming here to Celtic? Here in football, I think it's more intense, the game. Uh, the game never stops in Portugal. Uh, we lose a little bit of the time of the game because uh, all the players get down to the floor, so the referee stops the games, and it's a little bit boring comparing t- to be here. Uh, I think that's the more different thing. John, what's he saying there that uh, it flows a bit more? People don't, is he saying they don't dive so much? In a roundabout roundabout way, way, it sounded like that, but do they not add the the extra minutes for time wasting now in Portugal? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The the game's changed, but you know what? what I actually missed that bit. (laughs) Yeah, you find, but see the difference for a lot of these. You know, certainly coming from Portugal, weathered as well. Mm. You know, like coming from Mm. a lot of the time, sometimes uh, the warmer conditions and all that, you come over here and um, it does happen very, very quickly. uh, You know, you imagine uh, Celtic, even in terms of even their training sessions Mm. and all that sort of stuff, the ball's bouncing about and it's it's played at a higher tempo uh, than the European leagues. It always has been. I don't think that's changed. No, I think I think the Scottish football. I think they get after you. I, I really do. I think in the Premier League, I think you're given more time on the ball. I think whereas, you know, if Celtic go to Aberdeen or, or Hibs or Hearts, I think the, the one one of their tactics is to get after the players. Don't let the good players settle on the ball and. The, they're hunting in packs, twos and threes, closing you down. So I think it, it can be hundred mile an hour, you know, when you when you play in in, in Glasgow and Celtic. Um, but for me, as I said, I played a lot of games down south as well. I think they give they give you more time on the ball. He aims to do really well. He wants more starts. I like to play more, and I hope uh, we get our chances in Europe and to win the championship and the cup. A little bit more from him? I think so, because we can work harder in the trainings and it was the trainings that uh, gave me the opportunity to to play in the games and for the other players too. Uh, But the game time, I think it's the most important time for a player because when we play one game, I think we improve a lot more than one or two training sessions. So I think so. And I read the other day, George Cadetti. You remember him, yes. Craig, very well. You remember him, yes. John, just remember before your song. time. Remember the song about yeah. George Cadetti? How did it go? Hair like spaghetti, and then I'm not sure uh, what the hell it is. Yeah, <laughs> he's got hair like yeah. spaghetti. That's right. He's a great. Uh, uh, 
here, John, he no, said... No, no, you don't, he, you don't got any here, John. He, but. he said just a few days ago that he regretted not staying longer with Celtic in Glasgow. He said mm. he never recreated that bond with the fans that he yeah. had at Celtic. Oh, it's a special club. Craig will say Rangers is the same. Yeah. And, you know, when, when, you, when you leave Rangers or when you leave Celtic, it is never the same. You know, that 60,000, you get an opportunity to play in the Champions League. You're revered by, by a lot of the support and... You know, um, you you get if if you like it, you you know you get recognised, yeah. and whether it's down down in England and nobody cares who you are, you can walk up the street. Some people like that, you know, but uh, you get all the attention, you you get everything that you need playing in Glasgow for, for, for either Rangers or Celtic, and it's, it's a brilliant place to play your football. So many passionate players, passionate and very top level players at both clubs. Uh, and they would all have virtually similar stories in terms of uh, such an amazing time that they spent in the city, um, the way that they were um, supported yeah. uh, at both football clubs. Because both football clubs, see if you wear your heart in your sleeve and you go out there and give it absolutely everything, I tell you what, the support is incredible. Um, it's, when you, it's when you come up a little bit short mm-hmm. and they don't see that dedication and work ethic, then... Um, then the support is not so friendly. And the players you played with, for example, um, Brian Loudrup. Yeah. I mean, he had some great clubs. He Chelsea as well, didn't he? After and yet, after Rangers, yeah. He'd still be a Rangers man, would he be? Or is that? Yeah, just, yeah. He yeah. still he still got you know uh, a very strong uh, affiliation to the football club. Mm-hmm. Um, again, he had a, he had a fantastic time. Uh, you know, the, the great Walter Smith obviously brought uh, Brian in, and okay, he wasn't at the club for a long, long time, but in a very short period of time. Uh, was successful and I think showed everybody in Scotland how good he was um, and more importantly come across as a gentleman humble uh, that's also very important as well Harson, Sutton and Larson. so yeah. can we just take Henrik for example Barcelona Man United but Incredible. Celtic's his club though isn't but it but if you ask Henrik I think I'm, I'm sure he'd say the seven years he had at Celtic 241 goals record European goal scorer mm. played in I think he played in three or four um World yeah. Cups or U- European Championships yeah. for Sweden and an unbelievable but the most special thing for me is um, is how the fans never forget you mm-hmm. you know Celtic and Rangers they're global clubs mm-hmm. and all over the world Paul they've got they've got mm-hmm. supporters clubs and yeah. I, I've been everywhere I've been yeah. to Australia I've been to Perth I've been to Dublin hundreds of times been to New York been everywhere yeah. you know been invited special guests and all this to Celtic supporters clubs no other club does it like Celtic or Rangers if you like Arsenal West Ham all these other clubs they're big clubs they're very well supporters Mm -hmm. clubs but for me and I play for eight different clubs some big clubs as well but for me nobody does it like Celtic in terms of bringing your old players back and obviously um, giving them a fantastic welcome and a reception. And when you were ill, John, you must have felt that outpouring of love, the affection, yeah. the prayers for you. Yeah. And I know people who were every night for Absolutely. Big, big yeah, Bad John I, I to recover. Forgot that. Yeah. I never, ever forgot that, you know, the, the support and um, the Celtic family, if you like. But not only the Celtic family as well. I got, I got a lot of mail and letters from Rangers fans Cardiff City fans Spurs fans who I played for their rival football teams you know Um, so for me it it was I've spoken about it before you know I'll never forget that support I've received quick break and then we're back Lauren Shankland he's done well at Hearts he scored at the weekend 
But could he be on the move and could it be in Scotland? The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Let's go. As we go straight on to the line, sorry for keeping you, Paul. A Rangers fan is on. Good evening. Hey, Ethan, Paul. Um, evening, guys. Thanks for Paul. Yeah, good to hear you. So, what are you thinking? Are, are you uh, thinking about Lauren Shanklin? I was thinking of Lauren Shanklin after the goals. He scored. Well, quite yeah. A while. Mm-hmm. Um, the same way, the same way. bit people like that. I always think we need to bring a bit of Scottish identity to Rangers and. I've been harping on for that while and I think yep. after seeing Dessers and Lammers at the weekend I, I, I get look I, I understand from a business point of view we've got to recoup money back in these guys but the, the must have been bones must have been about 7 million for the two of them and I think the guy McCausland is an upgrade in Lammers mm-hmm. and I think I'd bring Hatchie back and I think I would definitely want Lon Shanklin than, than Dessers and I just wanted to see what the guys think about Greg Moore yeah no nah, Paul look Shanklin um for me he's proven isn't he he's going to score goals domestically we know that uh, he scores a wonderful header um, mm. against Rangers uh, just at the weekend there you know there was a bit of work to be done on the on the header he you know does he have the legs but I, I think in a better environment I think he has to work harder I think that that can be there but clearly can score goals Um and I think he should be of interest to, to Rangers. I, I really do because I think there needs to be uh, more depth um, in in that area. Physically strong. I actually think he's improved uh, over the years. I think that he um, he links up the play a lot better now. Uh, like he's a big, strong boy. Knows how to uh, pin and, and, and protect the ball from the central defenders. He's done that a couple of times with Davies at the weekend. Um, but most importantly, Paul, he, he scores goals, uh, and I think that that would continue at a club like Rangers um, if they they wanted to make a play for him for sure. All right, that's the news from Govan. Back to you in a minute, Paul. What's the news from the East End, Kerrydale Street? Would they be interested? Given that um, Furuhashi is going to be off to the Asia Cup, yeah, yeah. I think they'll sign a striker in uh, January. No doubt about that. Uh, oh, you know, I, I don't think he's had an awful lot of, of game time, mm. but. Whether or not he's tried, tested, and all that—that's what the fans would come be come back to me with. Well, O's not played enough games. We can't really. We haven't really had a proper look at O. Um, but Shanklin's another one. You know, he gets goals. He scored. A, he scored a great goal against Celtic yeah. a couple of weeks ago as well. And Celtic beat Hearts four-one. But he swivelled and turned, and he goes and gets another great header the weekend. Yeah. So he's got an array of type of goals about him. Um, I think you probably. I wouldn't want to put a, a fee on his head, um, but as I said, he's a, he's a goal scorer, and all right, he's only got two goals this season, but um, you know he, he's uh, he's somebody that can come in and 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 be, be you know be that threat for you whenever. I don't think you go in and play ahead of Kyogo, no. and, and it's up to him then maybe to you know to, to work in and around Kyogo when when he gets the opportunity. And probably he's a good age could, as yeah, well. Yes, what is he? Twenty eight. Yeah, he's a good age as well. Sure. Um, I mean, I agree, John. Probably nobody would go ahead of Kyogo, but no. you do need another Gikamakis yeah. who banged them in for Celtic. Uh, bidding more might be Craig Moore. I mean, yeah. because Barry Ferguson said on this channel yeah. last night on the Go Radio Football Show, he said there will be some new players coming in in January. At both clubs. At, well, at, at Rangers, Rangers at that at point. For sure, yeah. Rangers yeah. for sure, but also uh, at Celtic. Look, Shanklin for me, like I says, he he's a proven goal scorer. Uh, both Rangers and Celtic have a, 
uh, a surplus of players mm. uh, where potentially you could you, you know you could do business that way because Hearts will have a have a decent price in mind for, for Shanklin because they don't want to lose their uh, their their captain their striker unless it's uh, of of real value to them but I think Shanklin at both Rangers and Celtic. Mm. Uh, it could definitely be a, a good addition. Hopefully, it changes. I, I, I don't think he'll cost a fortune. <laughs> I, no, I think one and a half, two million. will probably get more for him if he moved down south. Because I don't yeah. think the the Scottish teams uh, tend to pay an awful lot of play, uh, money for another yeah. player who's playing uh, another Scottish side. If you know what I mean, yeah. and that mm-hmm. might just be the markets. That might just be the money that teams have. Um, so for me, I, I don't think it'd be an absolute fortune. Probably, I would say, guessing, well, what was the blood just went to Millwall, didn't he? The, yeah, the ex, yeah. Um, that one and a half? One and a half million. One and a half. He's probably so, a bit more, isn't he? Two million, maybe yeah, two so, and a half so, million. So maybe Shanklin, around about that figure, you know? You've got 70 million in the bank, John. Not you, but your old yeah. club, so yeah. they might do. Paul, can we ask you on Halloween, who was your scariest ever appoint, uh, opponent? We know you're a big Rangers fan, so who did you ever think was a scary character on the on the, on the the pitch? Uh, <laughs> that's what I Sitting there, 
Martin Neal came into that club in 2001, yep. I think it was, and and he basically said, there's, there's your benchmark, Rangers, and and they won it, and, and, yep. I, and I think we've got to kind of do the same thing. That, that's just my thoughts on it. All right, Paul, thanks very much for your Cheers, call. Uh, Philip Clement was asked today, will there be additions in January? Uh, no, it's much too early to talk about that because we we still have two months to go. So I hope in these two months we can uh, we can make this, this squad much, much stronger. So he wasn't saying no, he just said no, it's too early yeah. to discuss. But you would imagine that there will be money for him and that's Barry's understanding come January Greg well, yeah I would think that the, the, the board and, and the club will do everything they possibly uh, could to, to support Clement in, if he wanted to go to go to market but I don't see I don't see much business being done in the window if, if I'm honest like I says, I think you you kind of look at your, your your loan situation what's currently out the football club is that good enough to come back in um, and 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 therefore perform better than 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 what is is in place at the moment. Des is as honest enough. It hasn't really happened for him at this moment in time. Danilo comes on as a sub, gives straight away a, a different look in terms of the the forward area, in terms of his movement, in terms of his goal. Um, Lammers, Lammers. To be fair, I was a I stuck by him in terms of the the game against Celtic when he had the big chance, Paul. And I thought, you know what? But I was watching the game live. I seen it. He still wanted the ball. He still wanted involved in the game. Unfortunately, he's had miss after miss after miss after miss. There comes a stage where you, you know the fans are going, well, we're not having that. I'm going to have to go for the news then. We're back. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps, and eco-garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk. Hour two of the Go Radio Football Show, Paul Cooney, John Hartson, Craig Moore. We're with Global Eco Energy. Looking forward to the game tonight. Hebs against Ross County. The women's game as well. Scotland women's up against the Netherlands. Let's hope there's a big crowd for that. And then tomorrow night, Dundee Rangers. Hearts against Livingston. Motherwell against Aberdeen. St. Johnson against Kilmarnock. And Celtic against St. Mirren. Been finding out a bit more of the background and the ban of the... Green Brigade tomorrow night and uh, in the foreseeable future. More on that very shortly. But Reagan's on the line. I think Reagan, huge Celtic fan as we know. And uh, you're looking forward to the game tomorrow against St Mirren? Hi, Reagan. Yes, Paul. Uh, thanks for having me on again. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I mean, it's going to be a big game. I feel like Celtic have played away from home for a very long time now. If it feels like they've not played at home for a while. So I'm looking forward to getting back to Celtic Park, even though it's going to be very cold, but I'm expecting a, <laughs> yeah. a very good Sunderland team to be there. Um, they're playing well in their team in Robinson. It'll be a very big, a very big test for um, Brendan Rodgers. But the question I've got for you guys is, um, Brendan Rodgers comments yesterday about squad strengthening. I was on this programme with um, Mark and Barry talking about it at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. We would have thought Celtic should strengthen. And they probably didn't strengthen. I said, I said uh, a striker would uh, 
we needed I also stated about possibly a new goalkeeper those are two positions that I see Chelsea looking to strengthen in January do you guys agree because for me I feel like on, on Saturday especially I don't think um, both teams created much yeah. I didn't think Easter Road um, was the, the, the best place for Brendan Rodgers to go to I spoke a lot about on this programme that Brendan Rodgers has not got a good record Easter Road he's not won there so far so I knew it was going to be a difficult mm. match but yeah I just thought yeah. um, I felt like the squad depth on the bench yeah. wasn't very good on Saturday and it showed with uh, something dropping points yeah I, I agree I, I think you're absolutely spot on Reagan when you talk about a centre forward um, you know we spoke about um, Kyogo Maeda being away for the is it the Asian Cup yep. you know and obviously they're big players for Japan now so Japan will certainly take them so who comes in you know oh Oh, I like, he, he puts himself about what I've seen of him, he's okay. Um, not had enough game time to really judge, you know, give him a proper sort of, um, how can I judge him really when I'm not seeing an awful lot of him. So 100% he, he needs to go and buy a striker. I think Brendan is intelligent enough and he's got, you know, he, he knows the game um, and he's had this season at the club after 10 games and I think he realised a striker is imperative to bring in. As for Joe Hart, you know, Joe, Joe's not really let anybody down. You know, he won five trophies under Ange, come in this season, still makes big saves. There is talk about the, the, the fans are still maybe undecided whether or not you know, he can play every single game. And there has been a lot of talk about um, about another goalkeeper coming in. But I personally like Joe Hart. I still think he's got big saves in him. Um, I've spoken about playing out from the back. <laughs> you know, sometimes I think he overdoes it with too many touches. But um, I'd like to ask you a question, Reagan. Now, Brendan oh, Rogers. Brendan Rogers has said today he wants to cut his squad from 32 down to 25 in your opinion who watches Celtic every week and very knowledgeable on Celtic and football Reagan who in your opinion is in, who, who was in that seven that you think from 32 to 25 Brendan will <laughs> let go um, at, in January now no pressure Reagan. the nation is listening well, he's a fan he's know, a fan I so I'd like to ask the fans what they think it's a good question uh, but I think beyond the bit for starters would be one you would look at who? James Mc Alexander Burnaby. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. James McCarthy, yeah. who's still at Celtic. Um, probably Quan, who's no featured much. Mm -hmm. um, probably Kobayashi. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Probably, pro 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 possibly Mikey Johnson. I yeah. know he played. Come on, yeah, I, I come on. He, Reagan, tell me, tell me, what's Reagan, happening with you've Tilio? told me exactly the players I thought. I want to know a bit more. I want you to get me a little bit, no. you know, any hey. of the bigger ones. Turnbull, you know, Ralston, any, anyone like that that you think Brendan might try and, uh, try and, you know, offload? I think Turnbull you need to look into him because he's got six months, six yeah, months on the has, contract. Yeah, he has. So I don't think Celtic will be trying to renew that contract. No. So I think we speak about it. That's on the program a lot. I think Rangers didn't do well with Alfredo Morelos and Ryan Kane, where they they kind of dallied and dallied. So I think Tumble's someone you can look at, John, and say he would be one you probably ship out as well. 
Well, they paid three million pound for him, Celtic. So they want yeah. to try and recoup some money. So if they can get any sort of thing, if if he's determined he's not signing a contract, or Celtic even offered him a contract, I'm unaware. I don't know, but certainly they they won't want to let him go for yeah. nothing. I'm sure they'll try and get something in January if if they're uh, if if they feel he will leave the club. Craig, what do you think? No, I, th- I think Reagan covers a, a, a fair list of, of players there. Uh, look, goalkeeper situation uh, for me, Joe Hart is a, is a very, very good, experienced goalkeeper, um, and, and that hasn't my mind hasn't changed on him no. at this and moment. And no sign that he's slowing down or anything, is there? No, still, no. Yeah. And for me, I think he's very influential. I, yeah. I think within the club and the dressing room. Mm-hmm. But I, but I say in saying that, I do believe that they probably could allow. Uh, is it Seagrass to, to uh-huh. probably look yeah. to, to, to go get playing somewhere else? I don't think yeah. that's near and you can then maybe promote a younger one to expose them to um, that, that kind of development. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, it's really the striker situation. Uh, and Reagan, without, uh, don't take this the wrong way, and it would have been the same at the start of the season, the striker recruitment side of things is is to, to give Celtic a chance at obviously doing well uh, to win the, the title here domestically. It helps in Europe, but I think the expectation of going deep into European competitions isn't quite there just yet. No. I think you're spot on, Craig. I think uh, Brendan Rodgers set out to come in and do well in Europe, but he's not done that yet. But what you can can definitely say is they're making progress. I know they keep saying every year they're making progress, but I think under Brendan, they were so unfortunate to lose against Lazio and they did really well against Atletico Madrid. So I think in terms of, the thing for me, Paul, why they didn't get the three points against Atletico was, if you look at three years ago when, when Brendan was the manager, Brendan brought on people like pa, uh, Paddy Roberts, Boyata, Lee Griffiths. He's not got the squad strength to bring on, so he, he played Boyata for the full 90 minutes, mm-hmm. which... Uh, uh, well, which I'm sure is something that Brendan wants to change. Um, a quick question I have for you guys on yep. Scottish football in general. I think we're um, missing out, Paul, because for me, a lot of these big fixtures are missing out on TV coverage. Yeah. I mean, um, the Edinburgh Derby for the fifth rate game's not been on TV. The Celtic versus uh, Celtic game Easter Road yeah. on. Um, mm. Saturday was on TV. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and you've got the Rangers game tomorrow, not on TV. But there's so many games now that are not on TV, and it's it's not very good for the fans. The funny thing, thing is, th- sorry, Paul, go on. Yeah, there's great attendances, so that's the good thing. But I don't think that it being live in the telly is an issue anymore. So, John, it would it would enhance the game. What we need is more money in the TV deal. Well, exactly right. You need yeah. you need Sky to show more games. You know, obviously the the SPFL and the, the governing bodies up here at, at in in Scottish football, they decide how many games they pay for so many games to be live on television. Now Sky put an awful lot into Scottish football, but you need more games showed, as you said. You know, you, you, the, the big games, Hearts and Hibs is a massive game mm-hmm. through in Edinburgh. Um, I know some people think that. If it's on television, I know the mm. clubs get a lot of money for it to appear on TV, but it also stops a lot of fans yeah. going to the game. Do you think it still does? I'm not so sure, John. I, I don't know. Mm. I mean, Reagan, would it stop you from going because you know it's on telly? No, I, I think it would still go, Paul. Oh, yeah. But I'm just meaning for a, for a game like 
Saturday where most Celtic fans are not going to the game. Yeah. And these are games that should be on television. Mm. Same with the Rangers game tomorrow. These are games that should be on television. Yeah. Rangers fans are, be, are being locked out from, from watching their team. Yeah. There should be places in 2023 where we can watch football games. I think it's a great point, especially when the big two have been locked out in so many grounds. They're locking each other out, I know. Yeah, yeah. But look at the hearts allocation. Craig, I like nah, the sound of this. Nah, yeah, no, nah, very much so. And again, like I said, the more games that can be shown um, hopefully means that you know people, the right people have got at the table to, to find ways to bring more money into the, to the game. Uh, because that's what it all boils down to. Commercially, how, how can um, how can we drive more money into the clubs, right? Because then obviously more business gets done between the clubs, and then you start to see you know, Rangers and Celtic traditionally have signed players from from other Scottish clubs. But again, then then that's money coming into the game here that stimulates the economy here, the football economy here. I think it's very important because when there's no money. What what ends up happening, and not so much for Rangers and Celtic. You're talking about your, you know, your Motherwell, St Mirren, St Johnstons, Livingstons, under eighteen boys mm-hmm. um, that aren't deemed to be good enough to play first team football get let go, yeah. because financially the clubs just can't sustain it. So the the development that st- should still be in place, mm-hmm. uh, and people that should still have a chance of another year or two within the system to develop, are being lost to the game. Yep. John, you're on what was BT Sport, isn't it, as well? TNT. Yeah. It would be great if we got other providers coming in. You know, in England, for example, it's not just Sky who've got the games. Uh, it turns up on Amazon at times and TNT. We need more providers. now. Streaming? Yeah, whatever. We don't care what it is as well, long problem, as... The problem you've got is if, yeah. if, 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 you, uh, if Scottish football sell the deal to Sky for so many games, then that takes over. You know, TNT then all of a sudden... They have chose Sky over 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 TNT. They, they, I don't think physically they can they can sell to both. Well, they've carved it out in England. So if there's enough money, it could happen. Maybe you can sort it, John, in Madrid next uh, week. You're there for the Atletico <laughs> game, aren't you? You know yeah. what you need, but you know what you need. You actually need a competitor. You do need a, a competitor that that is uh, has got real interest in, in getting behind the game because at the moment Sky are able to dictate exactly what terms. Mm-hmm. And Reagan, we mentioned earlier on about the statement from your club about the Green Brigade. And my understanding is it's it's not because of the flags, it's because of the unacceptable behaviour that's been going on. The pyrotechnics and some of the things yeah. going on at the away grounds, which we've heard about in recent weeks. So everyone, you know, behave at, at other grounds. Um, because the pyrotechnics, I mean, you must, when you go along there, you must wince and think this, that's another fine. Plus, they can be really dangerous. I mean, definitely. I mean, the, the the Green Brigade are great for what they do, but they also need to behave as well, Paul. Yeah, exactly. Everyone. So we might get some more on that, but that is the situation uh, from Celtic. It's not about the flags. It's about other uh, unacceptable behaviour. And they did say in their statement, I saw that in the statement, I thought, I wonder what they mean when they said it's regrettable, but they have to look after the safety of everyone. So come on, go and enjoy it when you get back in, get a negotiation and uh, look after each other. Yep. Um, the suspension, I'm just hearing, this only relates to about 250 fans in total. It's nothing to do with the waving of Palestinian flags. I have to emphasise that. It's not about the flags. It's repeated unacceptable conduct with more negative stuff at Hibs on Saturday. I'm afraid there was more there. So the letter has gone and it says to the wider section of about 3,000, but it affects 250 people. So that is, that's an update for you. 
To avoid any misunderstanding, the progressive steps taken by Celtic over a period of time are as a result of an increasingly serious escalation in unacceptable behaviours and non-compliance with applicable regulations at matches at Celtic Park and at away grounds over a period of time, which are creating serious safety concerns and other issues. So for Jack, who was on earlier from the West End, please take that. And um, as read, it's about these other issues and they should be able... Because that's helping nobody. In fact, it's a danger. Yeah. Come on. No, no, exactly yeah. right. Go, go, support your team. Go and enjoy the, the occasion. Um, but, you know, make sure you go about it in the right manner and, and everyone's happy then. Everyone yeah, has a great day. This also applies yeah. to other clubs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, across the board. Sure, sure. Up, you know, yeah, across the board. Yeah. Because you can't just... Um, Single out people. Sure. Mm. I know, John. But this is the breaking news today. But there is an update. It's only to 250 fans um, and it's not to everyone there in the Green Brigade and it's not about the flags and surely they can be I mean the pyrotechnics don't help anyone and actually some of the things that were going on so Hibs at the weekend I didn't know about that was at Motherwell a little while ago come on you're better than that thanks so much Reagan Reagan tomorrow night back to the game itself you're pretty good are your predictions yeah. good at the moment but uh, what about what about tomorrow night um, I'm going to go 3-1 three, three to Celtic 3-1 so Celtic and who are you playing then is it Bernardo who's going to be there and while you're thinking about it he was asked today give us a wee insight give us something behind the scenes and do you know who he heard from he heard from Jota yes um, I think so I I am working harder to to make uh, my impact Jota has done his impact and uh, I, I want to, to make my impact. Yes, uh, we are friends. I speak to him a lot of times. But yes, now I have to, to make my own history here and hopefully it was good like him. Uh, they told me that the, the city was, was good and I think that too. Uh, the Celtic... He told me about Celtic. It was a, a really good club, a big club, uh, like we used in Benfica. It's a really big club too. Uh, so he, he told me that it's not too different. Um, the thing was more different is the weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, I'm really enjoying Glasgow like Jota said, that I will. Well, if Brendan Rodgers decides to give him a chance to give this lad Bernardo an opportunity, then he's got to take it because Celtic, across the middle, are very, very strong. You know, Rio Tati when he's fit, McGregor and O'Reilly, and they're a top-class midfield players. One of them would be hard to oust out of the team, but now with the Tati out until after Christmas... There's another six, seven, eight games to come. Whether it's it's Bernardo that gets this, the, the you know the the leg up mm-hmm. from Brendan Rodgers and he gets given an opportunity, he's then got to go and perform. So he gives Brendan a little bit of a headache uh, when Hitati comes back. He's he's got to be exceptional now in the next couple yeah. of weeks. Regan, give Brendan Rodgers a headache. That's the message from John Hartson to Paolo Bernardo. I think Bernardo's um, shown in glimpses, I would say, Paul, about what he can do, but he just needs to go there and, and and do what he can do because I think he's showed that he's a, he's a very decent player. And if he's, 
if we can copy Jota, then I would, I would certainly take that. But one player I'm interested to see tomorrow, Bernie spoke about it today, was uh, Thiago Holm. Yeah. So he's looking good as well. So, no, I'm looking forward to the match. Scariest opponent then, earlier on, Paul, the Rangers fan, he said... Who did he? He mentioned Hearts and Sutton and uh, Larson. He, he just mentioned three. Right. So, who's your Rangers all-time scariest opponent? Uh, Nikita Jelic. Oh, yeah, oh, Jelic. Jelic. Yeah, And here is from Gregory saying the scariest player. Four words. Bobo's going to get you. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, he, yeah was he scary, <laughs> Big Bobo? I would imagine. Well. Craig, uh, look, he was a he was a yep. unit. He was a, he was He's a big a lad, um, yeah. and and didn't take uh, any, any prisoners. Um, he enjoyed the 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 walk up the tunnel at half time and tried to cause a, a few shenanigans in, <laughs> in there, yeah. John. Uh, nah, but he was a he was a big, hard, solid player. But John will know him better than what I did. Yeah, Bobo was. He was yeah. great. He, you know, he put the fear of God into a lot of players. Bobo with his physique and his, his aggression as well. But another one. Mm-hmm. The silent assassin, if you like, was was Johan Mialbi. Of course, of course. Johan, we called him. Uh, his, his nickname is Dolph because he reminded people of uh, Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, um, yeah. So, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He, he was a fantastic <laughs> player. He was very, very mm. brave uh, in both boxes, and um, yeah. I love playing with Johan. He was a real, real top professional as well. Richard, great, great player. Richard Goff, there's a name as well. Who was he? Was at the back, obviously, uh, the captain of your your old team, Craig. Was he? Uh, Goff, Goff, he was yeah. a, a fantastic player, uh, inspirational captain, a uh, great motivator. But did, did he did he scare? You? I don't think he was that type that type of mm. player. He scared you probably with his desire and hunger yeah. to win games of football. I remember in the tunnel, he was always yeah. stony-faced, looked yeah. so drawn and just focused looking ahead. He wouldn't look left or right, yeah. just look straight ahead, ready for the game. Craig's yeah. right, I think, you know, he was a leader. Yeah. You know, he was a leader in that dress. You you, you need them big characters, them, them leaders to yeah. dig one or two people up when they're not quite at it. Reagan, you should be getting a match fee here tonight because you've uh, contributed a lot there and I'm glad we could clear that up. That was really important because you are a Celtic diehard and you love Scottish football and, you know, people, come on, behave and enjoy it. Look after, respect the away grounds, respect the home grounds. Let's not have the vandalism. And we don't need pyrotechnics. Totally, Paul. Totally. Great. Thanks so much, Reagan. Good luck, Reagan. Cheers, Paul. Cheers, thank you. Let's go. Lots of calls coming in. 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. It's the Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Paul Cooney, Craig Moore, and John Hartson. It's fascinating to get the behind the scenes between you two and what happened in the tunnel. And oh. people love that access. I think John's to trying game. to beat me up in the tunnel and all that uh, sort of stuff. Uh, well, I'm in the dressing room stage <laughs> in the dressing room. <laughs> you too, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Don't believe a word you hear. Yeah, exactly right. Here's Ross County. Who's going to win tonight? What do you think? Nick Montgomery adopted Australian. Um, yep. He's only lost one game, hasn't he? He has. Um, at home, uh, I, w- I would think that they should be too strong uh, against Ross County, although Ross County, um, oh, well, they'll be seething actually at the weekend because they put themselves in a... In a Win in position, two 0 up, and then uh, it was at Laidlaw makes a for me a, a bad error in terms of coming out, gives away a penalty, and Motherwell are back in the game. Yeah. So, look, it'll be a tough match, but Hibs should be too strong. I think, I think Hibs will be yeah. flying. I, I, yeah. I think they'll be buoyed by by the weekend's result, um, the draw they got with Celtic, and I think if that doesn't give them confidence to, to go on tonight and perform. 
um, then nothing will. So I, I think Hibs will uh, will win tonight. I think they're, they're really big, big favourites for me against Ross County. Motherwell's look at Rosso, as you know, 17 years yeah. old, scored. Great to see young people playing. And I know Motherwell would love to tie down Lennon Miller in a long-term improved contract. Again, 17. Yeah, look, look. Obviously, I, I, I've known, I've seen him ah, quite uh, play quite a bit in the the younger teams. Mm. So, look, fantastic that the young lad gets his opportunity. He gets um, you know the late late equaliser, um, which is great for him. Lennon Miller, mother will will be doing everything they possibly can to try and keep him at the club longer uh, because he is a big talent. But at some stage, there's no doubt he will leave. Bailey Rice who's now at Rangers was another talent that come through that was developed uh, by Motherwell so they've always been a club that have developed players yeah and I I think it's important that word you said tie them down you know get them on big contracts because you know that the clubs the bigger clubs will come sniffing Mm. and um, as long as you know that they're on contracts then you can you can obviously ask for a bit more money for them because they've got to buy the contracts out as well but as you know John it's difficult isn't it clubs like Motherwell Sort of community owned as well, not the biggest budgets, a well run club. But I know you're sort of saying to the bank manager, Look, we're going to get Tony Valenti for this guy eventually, but in the meantime, we need to pay decent no, wages. That for a while. I, I know, yeah, was that, Tony yeah, Valenti, yeah. Anti Galenti. You have to play, yeah. pay plenty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who does Tony Valenti slang? I don't yeah. know. But it was great to see that. And for Ross County, they're on the road all the time, aren't they? Oh. We talked about it last night. I won't labour on it because we're Glasgow's radio station rather than Dingwalls or the North, but it must be the hardest gig. In football, Craig, it must be being the manager at uh, Dingwall at Ross County. Yeah, I mean, look, travel. Yeah, it, it, it can only be a tough, a tough schedule. You know, a home game's great, but when you're travelling, you're not, you're not travelling thirty minutes. A lot of time is big, big travel. But saying that, sometimes as well, you know, when you can get a good result away from home, and you feel it, you, you can bond it uh, as, yeah. as a team travelling and getting results on the road. And all and sort a of, lot of these clubs, Paul, would I would imagine, I would imagine today Ross County might have. Come down, come down this morning and yeah. got one of these sort of day beds where they'd come down to get the pre-match and then they go into bed till about half past four or five so they get their rest and obviously the likes of Roscoe on, on a Saturday morning at three o'clock yeah. kick, I would imagine they'd come the night before yeah. so you're basically saying Paul dry your eyes just got basically, basically. Ben Davies has been speaking to the media today uh, on behalf of Rangers. What about the fan connection that was talked about that was missing a number of weeks ago after you know poor results, huge high expectations at the start of the season under the relatively new manager at that point, Michael Beale, spent a fair bit of money, but it just wasn't happening. How does he feel that connection is, especially after the late late show and the win against Hearts? Um, I think we've had three decent results in a row, which which obviously helps. I think that. The um, the way that we won the game on Sunday obviously helps as well, um, and I thought Ibrox was really loud on on Sunday so it's with the winner. Uh, it's probably the lads I've heard it in a while, um, and yeah, it, it does feel a bit more like that connection's coming back. That's what you call resilience. No, I think that's always been there, but I think that when you go and produce that, and then that happens, then moving on forward from that, then it it obviously grows that you can do it again and again. Um, obviously, we don't want to be waiting until the last minute of games to be winning them, but doing that, it shows that we can do it, and then that grows belief for next time. Craig, has there been enough resilience? Well, it's the weekend was was yeah. mental toughness um, to, to, to be able to go get the win because it could have been a really, really different story. I mean, the connection between fans and, and players uh, is always very, very important, but it, it's based on the on the back of um, honest 
hard-working, good performances that, that win your games of football. When you're talking about Reigns and Celtic, that's what the fans live for. That's what they work the week for, to go and see Paul. So Ben Davies, my only concern with Ben Davies is there was even a couple of times at the weekend where Shanklin kind of he, he gets bullied a little bit for right. my for my liking yeah. when he gets caught too tight, John. You know, yeah. and you would have loved playing against a type of central defender like mm. Davies, where you could pin, you could roll. Um, yeah. He gets sometimes a little bit too I, tight. I've got to say, I quite like him. Mm. I, I think um, they they balance together very well. Uh, Natural coach, balance, and, left foot, right and, foot, and Davies. Yeah, and and I I I quite like the player to be honest, and I think. I think you know Clement. I think he has a bit yep. of a problem then. Jim, does he play Suter? Does he play Davis? Exactly. Davis is in the team yeah. at the minute. So but Suter's injured for tomorrow. Yeah, it's, yep. it's, his, it's his shout yeah. to keep keep sure. hold of the shirt. I would keep. I would keep playing Davis. Uh, I agree with you there uh, because I think natural balance is really really important. So he's the left footer. Uh, he's shown enough that he can start. Um, it's the right position. I was like Suter's not fit now, but yeah. I was like that before when Clement just come in. Yeah. Maybe Goldson would have been the one that that, that mm. come come out, but he stood by Goldson. I mean Klopp saw something in him, didn't he? I know he yeah. didn't play at Liverpool, yeah. but they saw something. Um what about the back three? He was asked about that. We lost Barna at the weekend and Ridvan wasn't in the Champions League squad uh, the Europa League squad. Um so obviously we didn't have a, a natural left back so I think that the managers looked at it and then seeing what, what's the best way to attack that game in particular um, and I think that we've took confidence from the, the way it panned out in the end and it's something that we could potentially look to use again in the future John, what are you thinking? Well, uh, Barisic is out at the minute in terms of playing three at the back mm-hmm. yeah. I don't think they need to do it when, when, when they're at home yeah. uh, I've said that before sure. I think a back four you know Playing for Rangers at Ibrox, they should have enough, you know, in terms of um, keeping the ball out of their net. And, and, and by playing four, you can play three in midfield, or you can play another four with two up. I, I think it narrows your option when you play three centre halves. I know you can play with wing backs and you can potentially play with two centre forwards if you play with full backs, with three in, with three in the middle, one gambling to go and help the, the forwards. You know, they can play that when they play three, but for me, they don't need to play three when they're home. So, what does he do at Dens tomorrow, though? He goes a, yeah. he goes a four. Yeah. He goes, he goes a four. Like I says, I agree with John. At home, you don't need to, Paul, yeah. because you're going to have a lot of the ball. So, you'd like to think that uh, you get away yeah. with two centre halves. Ben Davies was asked about the new manager. I think he has, he has given us belief and, and lifted our confidence a bit. Um, as a team, I wouldn't say he's made wholesale changes in, in like what we've been doing but like little sort of things and it'll pull you to the side and, and have a quiet word with you which will just give you a little boost and things like that so I think individually and collectively as a team is, is tried to do that and I think it's worked so far Philippe Clement was asked today about this uh, the question about the relationship with the fans for sure and it's uh, like I said a two way street we the players need to show first our our passion giving everything uh, wanting to do everything to get results and then the fans follow and that you saw in the weekend um, the players gave everything they kept on going so if you repeat this for a certain time you, you will get back credit in the bank for a certain moment and for the moment it's, it's building up these things to, to not do it one time but do it several times that's a task to do and then uh, 
there can be an incredible energy and synergy in the stadium again because that's for me one of the three, uh, one of the reasons to come here because I've saw this how much power that can give I believe also a lot in in those things so it's one thing uh, one of the important things I want to recreate between fans and uh, and the players I think he boxes clever uh, Paul he's come in um it's not been easy. It's not been easy. He's obviously got uh, a squad that he's, he's trying to learn about as quickly as he possibly can. Uh, like every team, he's had some injury issues. But you know what he shows? He, for me, he shows a, a, you know, a good level of experience in terms of the way he communicates with the media. He doesn't give away too much. And more importantly, at the weekend, with Rangers not being absolutely brilliant, they still managed to, to go and get a result. But he shows some emotion. And, and and I think that that's important as well because people go, you know what? Like sometimes we we, we create robots in this yeah. game, and it's all very planned and yeah. strategic mm-hmm. and all that. But we what we all love about this game uh, of football is the emotion that yeah. it can bring. So to see him sort of like you know pumping his fist and, and celebrating, yeah. I, I think that's important because I, I think that is the type of thing um, that, that that brings team, manager and supporters mm-hmm. together. Let's yeah, I, I, think yeah. the, I think the biggest one as well is that he's, he's winning. Yeah, he's, he's, well, win, he's winning games. Because on, on the weekend there against Hearts, I'm not saying the players would have been booed. Mm. I think they were stuck with the manager really, really early days. But the fact was that they scored two late goals and they almost flipped it on his head. And then from being, you know, a, a little bit... Um, you know, from a little, a little bit disappointed, wanting more from his team. You know, Tavernier had missed a penalty just before half time. Yep. If they go off losing, then the crowd are all disgruntled mm-hmm. and he doesn't maybe wave his hands to the crowd. It flipped around. Yep. They won. They showed great character, good spirit. It was a penalty. Hiring did pull goals and shit. You can't yep. do that. It's a bit yep. silly sure. in the last minute mm-hmm. when, you, when you're holding out for a, a really good yep. win if you're hearts, from Hearts' point of view. But then he wins. He wins the previous game 4-0 mm-hmm. against Hibs yep. and all of a sudden he's won two league games out of two and he can enjoy because it's all about winning up here. Mike, Michael Beale got the sack because he didn't win enough games. He left himself too far behind Celtic. This guy has come in. He's got the fans behind him simply because you're winning. John Harson, can I ask you, it could have been 10 points between the two. If yes. James Forrest, if it had gone in, it was a great effort and if Rangers had lost, if it and these are ifs and buts. Yes. It could have been 10, it's five points. Finer it, details, Paul. Sure. Absolutely. Is any part of you worried now that Rangers might overtake Celtic? I'm not worried. I'm not no. worried. Concerned? But, um, well, I just yeah. think that, you know, Celtic at the weekend probably didn't do enough to, to win the game. Um, you know, they got into Hibbs' final third, but they, they didn't do enough to score. As I said earlier... David Marshall probably had an easy game. He didn't really have a you know a decent shot um, to save. I know, I know we tipped over a, a free kick at one stage. Yeah. I was at a shot in the top corner. It was a good save. Yeah. But listen, at the end of the day, you, you've got to keep winning in this game. Celtic and Rangers, it, it, you know, still, uh, for me, it's now down to five points. And it, it could have gone either way. Celtic could have won. Rangers could have lost. And then, and then it's eleven points or ten points. As it happens, Rangers clawed two points back on Saturday, and they'll be feeling good about themselves yeah. right now. Yeah, you're right. Palma had a chance. Uh, Bernardo had a chance. Mikey Johnson when he came on, and James Forrest. Mm-hmm. It's going to be interesting. Getting yeah. to know Philippe Clement. Yeah. Um, 
here's uh, he was asked about the league then that question about oh it's five points are you you know is the pressure going Truly. on the opposition exactly here's what he said to the journalist today about the league I'm, I never talked about that but it's a good question to go around to get me uh, to a certain answer it's a good try <laughs> it's not the first time that happens we're focused on ourselves so game by game I don't want anybody in this building thinking about what can be at the end of the road I want that everybody's focused on the road to stay on the road and to make these roads stronger and stronger that we can compete in, in every competition. That's the only focus this club and this team needs to have. Craig, could that have been the words of Angelus Postacoglu at some times? Just reminded me of uh, a bit of humour, yeah. a yeah. bit of uh, stay focused on our game and not the opposition's. Yeah, and he looked totally at ease uh, in, yeah. the, in the press that I've seen. You know, quite comfortable with the questions. He, he knew how to... Uh, duck and dive when when, when needed to. Um, like I said, he understands that the, the most important thing is is his team, and the noise outside is irrelevant. Is to go and win the next game of football. That's how he's preparing. That's how he's preparing his players mentally, um, and 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 that's the job ahead for for Rangers now this week. They're in a good position in terms of some momentum, reduced uh, the point difference, but at the same time, Celtic will be delighted with their start to the season as well. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Switch to clean, renewable energy and reduce your bills by up to 70%. Let's go! Let's go! This time tomorrow night we'll be getting into the games coming up at 7.45 in the company of Barry Ferguson and Stephen McGinn. I see his brother John did another really good goal at the weekend. He yeah. and Unai Emery's Aston Villa are on fire. Flying, flying. flying. And John McGinn, yeah. is uh, is he captain still? Yes, he oh, is. by the way, yeah. what, what a time he's had at Aston Villa. Mm. He's been outstanding, really, yeah. as he's come on. Not only for Villa, but his international yeah. side as well. He's one of Scotland's main stays now. One of their big hitters, big players. And what he's done at Villa is extraordinary. Unai Emery as well. What a job he's done. <laughs> Isn't he? I see he's manager. been mentioned. If Man United, Ten Hag, does he survive? He can't take many more beatings like they did at the weekend in the derby and the fashion of it. So, could it be Emery? I could it be Postacoglu? Could they turn to him? No. No, I, know. I think I've seen Chris Sutton do a little bit of mention Ange Postacoglu right. with Manchester United mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Ange, just in at Tottenham, doing a wonderful job, finds himself top of the league. I feel sorry for Eric Ten Hag, I've got to be honest, because yeah. the, the whole ownership uh, uh, saga mm-hmm. for me is, is kind of overshadowing uh, a lot of other things. Um, he's got some tough decisions to make there. But I think Man United, in terms of their stability, in terms of defensively, they're, they're not strong enough. Spend a lot of money, though. They have as well. But, exactly. John, in terms of yeah. as well, you know, to win trophies, any competition in the world, you need a striker that's going to be able to deliver 20 plus goals a season. Have that's Manchester true. United got that? Hoiberg. But have they got Big, that? Is he going to score 20? Is it 60 or 80 million mm. for him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But is yeah. he going to score them 20 Between, goals a season? Sure. Young as well. Is, is he? Yeah. Yeah, he's he looks good, but yeah. he's working. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. But people he needs like, a goal. I don't think he's scored a goal yet. And Marcus Rashford, who is seen as a superstar, yeah. but he's, what, 26 now, so he's all the man he will but be. can Man United afford to sign a striker from Ajax for that type of money? Mm. And when you're work in progress, they need to go after yeah. the the proven strikers with yep. the Van Nistelrooy's. Because he had a chance the in, the, in the derby over the years. Sure. They, they've always gone for someone of course, yeah. who's got a track record. Cantona, for example, exactly. we saw. Did you enjoy the Beckham documentary? I did. I finished yeah. it quite. I, enjoyed I, it. I did. I think he's, he's I mean, actually a nice lad, didn't he, yeah. David Beckham? I mean, it's very much pro Beckham. Yeah, he's as all right. Yeah. His production company, but it was uh, it was good. John, thought, John featured in it. Did you see him? 
John, did you? Yeah, you see John. Yeah, yeah ran the bell. We ran played Man United first game of the season Upton after Park. David Beckham had just come back from that World yeah. Cup. And um, we drew nil nil. It was a boiling hot day at Upton Park and West Ham took on Man United. As I said, we drew nil nil. But I think I was coming out of the tunnel and yeah. uh, there was a picture of somebody. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah we saw you there. I've not yeah. watched They've it. They've not paid all, me to appear in it anyway. <laughs> so I'm not all watching. I keep seeing on social media though is yeah. the, the the little dance him and. Uh, Posh to uh, uh, some. some yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, there we are. Yeah, all, uh, all over social media. media. There Thank you, you go. Do- Thank you, Dolly and Kenny. Do- yeah, you oh, were almost singing top. the Cadetti. Can you believe that you were singing it earlier on? Someone sent it in. Cadetti. What the Cadetti song I mean, I, was, no, yeah. I do remember the. It's the ball in I, the again, I, yeah. I remember songs from yeah. both, from both yeah, sides. Course, yeah. uh, it was a song about Decanio as well. If it's not Big Pierre, it's Decanio. You need to give us one of yours. Yeah, I know. Okay, d- don't know. <laughs> don't know, mate. Don't know, mate. <laughs> <laughs> um, it wasn't good news for Celtic the weekend, though, that Rio Hatati mm. came off, what, five, six minutes into the game, injured. Well, of course, that was the game against Atletico. Mm-hmm. So we got the update yesterday from Brendan Rogers. Yeah, I think it's a disappointment for him. He's had a bit of a broken start to this season. Uh, and obviously this here will take him over the halfway point of the, the league so it is it's, it's very frustrating for him especially someone who really commits himself to his game and his professionalism he's everything he do, he tries to do right so um, he's in a great place for that support from the coaches the manager to the, the medical team the whole you know the uh, the whole staff here will, will support him and like we do all the players and hopefully we can get him back uh, sooner rather than later it's just investigating really everything that he's that he's doing outside of here as well as here and trying to piece it all together there's also just unfortunately players that sadly their collagen means that they pick up lots of injuries and and how their how their body is and they just can never maybe sometimes stay fit you know he's a guy that's come into the game late um he's into here he's done fantastic when he's been fit and available here for for Celtic so I think it's just a case of just trying to look deeper into everything around his uh, development and and what he's doing here and what he's doing away just to see if there's anything that uh, we can find out because ideally you want your best players available and uh, he's certainly one of our top players John Harson, I think Brendan's yep. spot on I think sometimes managers can get frustrated with players that do keep picking up injuries because I thought Rio Atati was was back to his best yeah. You know, it, it took him a while. Remember, he was left out at the start of the mm-hmm. season. Maybe Brendan think he was quite ready to, to come in when he played Turnbull instead of him, yeah. the opening day of the season. Mm-hmm. But they've worked with him. They've kept him in the side. They've allowed him to get minutes under his belt. And I just feel in the last two or three games, you know, he has been at his best. He's been your, you know, your your uh, what you expect from Itati um, going forward getting tackles in he's got that guile he can score a goal and for me it's such a shame it's very disappointing for Hatati. Mm. it's devastating for him because he said he's going to be out now I think he's obviously tore his hamstring uh, or might be, be a bad tear must mm. be a yeah yep. must, be a, must be a bad tear yeah. but it's, inter- Christmas, yeah. it's interesting as well he says that you know Hatati has come into the game late, late. right yeah. now what he means and he's spot on because what he means there see in Japan uh, they go into college from 18 to 22. Okay. So so 18 to 22, they're in college unless they're 
top, top, top. Uh, Unless you're a Jude Bellingham. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. They, 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 so 18 to wow. 20, 22. So it's, it's normally after 22 that, that the Japanese players are then filtering into the J League. Right. And yet Hatate is... He's only 25. Ex- he's exceptional though, isn't he? He's top. Yeah? Yeah, okay. I mean... Yeah, uh, so okay. that's the background in terms of him coming into the game late. John, what's going to happen tomorrow night? Alistair Johnson is fit. He took that... Uh, wince the ball in the face oh, at the yeah, weekend the so he's back is it Bernardo for you who will be in for Hatati or what do you reckon is well, he going to change I, it anyway tomorrow I think the way Bernardo's talking yep. he might well have got the nod mm-hmm. uh, might well have been told that he, he's going to have a run in the side now yep. but it's up to him to stay in the side because you've got you've got the likes of Turnbull you've got mm-hmm. one or two others you know that, that can come in and play in that sure. centre midfield who would you play I'd play Bernardo yep. uh, I think he is sounds he, is he a box to box I've not seen enough of it he sounds like he's ready mm-hmm. you know what's coming out you can normally tell with players no players they, they say things and yeah. things but he sounds really positive mm-hmm. and I think he's ready to take his chance I mentioned the three that would normally play in there mm-hmm. Bernardo's now going to hopefully get six or seven games in the absence of Hitati hopefully and he, he needs to play well he needs to fit into that three in midfield and cause problems Paul he needs to get forward needs to get forward needs to create you know get into goal scoring positions very similar I know mm-hmm. he's no Hitati yep. but at this moment in time he's got the shirt and it's his now to keep St Mirren, are they the new third force? 18 points after the opening nine games. Just that one defeat to Rangers. Uh, here is Brendan Rogers speaking about his opposite number, Stephen Robinson. Yeah, I, th- I think he's he's proven himself to be an excellent manager and coach, Stephen. He, uh, obviously, when I was up here the first time, he'd done a very, very good job at Motherwell, you know, getting them to two finals. League and Scottish Cup was... Uh, it was a fantastic achievement and his teams were always hard to play against and you look now coming into St Mirren it's the same same idea You've got them very well organised they work very hard you see they're very much a team and like I say they, they're always very very competitive so so I think he's an excellent manager done really well I look forward to seeing him on, on Wednesday and uh, we will also expect a tough match Craig what kind of match are we going to have tomorrow and a word about St Mirren so, St Mirren have yeah. been excellent um, they, they really have um Great home record, uh, and even in the game that they, the one game that they did lose against Rangers, uh, you've got to say that they were right in that match until the sending off. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so look, they've been good value. They won't come to to Celtic Park and just sit sit in uh, and defend deep. I think that they'll, um, you know, they'll they'll kind of sit mid mid to low block. Um, but but at the same time they'll. Also look to transition. So th- there has to be a threat. I think Stephen Robinson knows that he can't come away from home and, and sit and defend the whole the whole game uh, because you're, you're asking for a beating uh, off a of Celtic at home. I think Celtic will dominate the ball. Um, there's no doubt about that. But uh, look, I think Cel- Celtic will be too strong on the night. So Mirren will be well organised, but I think they'll come up short on the evening. Mikhail Manron at two goals at the weekend. Yeah, Bacchus, Bacchus kicked as off, well. yeah. yeah. And Greg Kilty getting one. John, what do you think tomorrow? Looking forward to the game. I am, yes. And I think Celtic need to get back to winning ways. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the performance at the weekend was okay, but they never did enough to, to yeah. take the three points. They dropped points. Uh, Rangers won. It's now back to five. But I heard Brendan Rodgers say as well, we've had a good start, but we want to kick on. We want to win games on a regular, regular basis. What everybody's accustomed Celtic doing, you know. So for me, I think tomorrow night Celtic have to come out on the front foot, be positive, and go and score a few goals and, and absolutely win the game because Brendan will be looking for a reaction 
from the draw at the weekend. And that intensity that he got against Atletico, he wants it seven days later. Spot on, exactly what he wants to do. He wants to kick on. He's not somebody who rests yeah. on his laurels and rests on a great performance. He wants to go again, and this is why he wants to make players better and better. That's why he's a top coach, and he, he wants that to go and perform tomorrow night and, and put St Mirren away. These, these, sorry, Paul, these yeah. type of games, Celtic at home, start in the right manner, um, and really assert themselves early. They have better quality. St Mirren will be nice and honest, but if Celtic do that, then they get a comfortable win. Hearts against Livy. Just going to go for scorelines, Craig. Looking at you first, what okay. do you think? They both need wins, don't they? Yeah, they both need wins, and, and with that, I'm going to go for a draw. I'll go for a draw, <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Uh, John, what do you reckon? David Martindale said, look, flattered to be um, mentioned about the St. Johnson job, but I want to be at Livingston as long as Livingston want me. Mm-hmm. So what do you think, Hearts Livy tomorrow I, night? I think Hearts. I think Hearts played well at Ibrox on, on Sunday. Be very unfortunate not to come away with the result. I think they, they'll take confidence from that. They're at home yep. tomorrow night to Livingston. I think Hearts will win. Shankland to score. Sorry. Well, possibly. Yep. And then obviously looking to get take take momentum then into the yep. semi-final on Saturday. Of course. And what about Motherwell-Aberdeen, John? Sunday, sorry. Yeah, of Sunday. course. Motherwell-Aberdeen Motherwell-Aberdeen. I think yeah. Aberdeen need to start winning. Mm. I think... Um, you know, I think so, ba- Barry's, you know, everybody was singing his praises mm. at the end of last season, how well he's done. Yep. So for me, um, they need to win, but I think Motherwell might beat them. Home win for Motherwell, Craig, Motherwell. what do you reckon? And St. Johnson with Alec Cleland, your old teammate, wasn't yes, he? Yes, yeah. Alec, great lad. Great lad. Against Kilmarnock, who, uh, away from home, have not been so great, better than they were last season, but the plastic pitch and all the rest of it of course I it's can. the real surface at St Johnson what? I know Alec yep. Kellen's going to pop his head okay. in for this match yep. but I think that Kilmarnock will win this match yeah I think yep. Derek McInnes will be aware of that and St Johnson changing their man sometimes you can get a bounce from that yep. but Derek's got Kilmarnock going and I think Kilmarnock like Craig as well could you see Scott Brown as manager there I don't know. It depends what Scott wants to he's do. If, 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 yeah. he, if he wants to go back in, you know, okay. he's not long been out with, mm-hmm. with Fleetwood. If he wants to go back in, I think there'll be opportunities there for Scott. Yeah. You know, okay. may, maybe he wants to have a while more out, but as maybe. I said, if it's there for him, possibly. Gary, Gary Bowyer, D- like Dundee. Oh, would he be, would he be a shot? He's not been in work. Possible. Let's go to Dundee then against Rangers. Philippe Clement, pleasantly surprised by some of the players. That I'm positively surprised about some players in the squad that I saw less things in the games that they played beginning of the season, that I see potential to grow. And in general, in the, in the Scottish League, we, I knew it's, it's a very competitive league with a lot of physical teams who are strong with a good organisation, a low block waiting for transitions and, and, and for set pieces. So no surprises in that way. Dense part tomorrow night, Dundee Rangers, Craig, what are you thinking? Uh, I th- Dundee have been good value this season they really yeah. have they've been hard to beat um, they've hung in games but I just think the momentum now is with Rangers and I think they can go and get a, a, a tough win I'm going for 2-1 Paul John what do you reckon? Well I'm, I'm glad that Clement I think he's, he gets it and he's showing respect to other teams he, he knows it's not all about um December the 30th when, when they go to Parkhead and play Celtic he knows that Rangers have to keep winning they've done well under him so far two wins in two league games so you know he realises that the the other clubs can beat Celtic and Rangers on their day so he appreciates that um, I think Rangers will be a little bit too strong 
and I think they'll get three wins out of three. So still five points at the end of that. We'll find out tomorrow night. John, thank you so much. Craig, same Cheers, Paul. You Cheers, Paul. Are you going out for your Halloween? Are you looking no. for apples? Do you no, know that I, one? I, yeah. I'm looking for apples. Yeah. We'll do that in Oz as well. Okay. You've got your shooting on. <laughs> Thanks so much. We're back tomorrow night. The Go Radio Football Show with Global Eco Energy. Design your bespoke solar PV system and meet your energy needs with no upfront costs. Let's go. Global Eco Energy sell and install renewable energy products to domestic, commercial and public sector customers. With access to a wide range of renewable energy products, including solar PV, battery storage, air source heat pumps and eco garden makeovers, we offer a bespoke service tailored to your exact needs. For a free quote and to find out more about grants and funding options, go to global-eco.co.uk.